chit-chatting without us uh, recording it. So, Agreed. Uh, so like I was saying, terrific bohemian uh, art outfit. Awesome background. Thanks. You're looking. You're looking real spiffy today. I got a tie dye shirt on. A tie dye shirt. It's a nice. It's touch. A, It's a, It's from uh, Bradstock. You remember Bradstock? I remember of Bradstock. I gotta be honest with you. I only ever found out about them like a day after they were happening. After when it ever happened, yeah. So you remember yeah. Pete Carbosi or Carbosi from yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. teacher from high school. He helps run it. He's one of the head guys that runs it. And um. Yeah, I mean, you know what it is. It was like a music festival down near yeah. the water in Sable. They moved to some camp out east about 10 years ago because Sable kicked them out. Because So I volunteered the very last year they were in Sable. That's when I got this shirt. It's uh, nice. circle of circle of chiefs or whatever. And uh, it was a terrific show. But by them, but that by that point, people got the word out the 10 years they've been doing it that you could just show up and drink so much beer like ten dollars to get in like unlimited or whatever it was and people were so people were getting shitty and it wasn't about like the good vibes and art and hippiness it started becoming like the shadier just, crowd of just like, like a and like all the blackouts yeah and people started getting rowdy and people were driving around drunk and sable and sable had wanted nothing to do with it and, and what ends up becoming real good about it is that once they went out east it went from being five thousand people the last year to 500 people the next year and you know what that is that's a condensing that's like a that's not failure that's the family that's right. what it should be those 500 people that showed up that year and i wish i was there i, I had already moved to virginia by then is the <laughs> real crew and then i think over the years it probably got up to a thousand and two thousand again i don't know what it ever ended up hitting but it definitely is not the same as what it was <laughs> but it's it's better it's better and not that I've been, but I've seen the pictures, watched the videos. It seems like it's more the artsy fartsy types than the drinky winky types. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the root of it, man. It really it brings out the worst in people, doesn't it? The drinky winky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes, takes any any well intentioned human and just turns them into the most feral version of themselves. Right. This is this is water. <laughs> And ice, it's delish. Rangers, that's a nice jersey you got going there. So this is a big. This is just like a big giant sweatshirt. It's very comfy. Looks nice and comfy, right? Oh, so, um, soft. Like, how was your day? Uh, what'd you get up to? Uh, uh, today was all right. I uh, I took the day off yesterday. I was sick. Um, yeah, it blew, but like it's not bad. It's just a cold, but mostly like I was all dressed and ready to just like suck it up. And then, like, as I took two steps towards the door yesterday morning, I was like, global pandemic. <laughs> I should probably make sure that, like, it's even cool that I come in. I should, Or maybe I should just, like, go get tested and make yeah. – so, like, I went through that. I got on the phone with my assistant principal, and she was kind of like, take the sick days. That's why you have them. And I was like – Right. Sometimes you got to be reminded of that. <laughs> yeah. So – I, I feel I like you have to be like a good, like yeah. a studious worker. I got to show up. Honestly, nine times out of 10. Yeah. But like at this point, like I just still got these kids, right? Like yeah. they're, I, I only started with them in November. So I feel like they don't like wholly belong to me yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I haven't completely gotten all of them. And I feel like if I already am not, showing up every day that's like points against that endeavor 
It's like you're trying to build a relationship. Yeah. Any day you're not gaining ground, it's like you're losing ground. So until you hit that sturdy foothold and then you're good. So I feel like I didn't want to pull that. And I had already been three hours late to work the day and a half ago, like the day before the day before because traffic. So I spent one whole day just sitting in the car being like garbage, wasted time. And then, uh, and then I took yesterday off, which was nice because I just, I'm sick. I got to stay home. Uh, Boo hoo. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, cool. I'm just going to hang out here. And you went to work today. Went to work today. And, you know, I was kind of like through most of the day. I got through. And then I uh, did a two hour stint as a door dasher trying to make Make extra extra ends meet because no one, no one could just have one job nowadays. So the funny thing about all this is that I switched schools in November. I went Mm -hmm. from elementary school to a high school and I'd always wanted to do high school anyway, but I got into this elementary school and I developed a real love for these kids. And like, so I just ended up staying way past when I should have right? because that school was also hardcore. Like, it was, it was bananas. So it just, it wore on you, man. And like mm-hmm. it, you know, it turned everybody crazy. We were all friends and now like nobody talks. It's weird. Um, digressing because I worked in that school, there was a $7,500 per year bonus that came attached. It was wow. a, please, please stay here. Please don't. Such, go cause, it wasn't, Cause it wasn't a great school and they wanted to yeah. keep it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, when I left, I left that and I had to because the place was like killing me inside, you know, and I was, I was totally done. I was totally depleted. I was like, I, so I had to pull the trigger and I left mid year and I left all that money on the table and it's garbage. That sucks. <laughs> Apple, that was- Apple offers us RSUs restricted stock units that like they hand us six thousand dollars in stocks but you only get one thousand the first year or whatever and if you leave you don't get the other five that you know it's yeah. that similar so it's yeah. like it's, it's a way to to keep people yeah to, it's like a, a an additional incentive. It was an incentive yeah absolutely yeah. and fair enough but i i bailed on the incentive in favor of my sanity which i don't regret at all but that was the difference maker between like saving money and mm-hmm. expanding and like Breaking fucking even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right up to the line, even. So uh-huh. now I'm like, well, I guess that's second job territory. So here I am. Three, technically, because I do count my art as a job. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Art is a job. Uh, door dashing is a job. Teaching is a career. I'm uh, a government employee. So let's, let's, let's even put this differently. Teaching is a career. Door dashing is a side hustle. And art is a passion that maybe can make you a little money, uh, right. which is a cool way of putting it. Like, you know, so, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's cool. I'm glad you had a decent day today. You got back to work. You're not feeling so sick. <laughs> my nose is running right now as we speak. It's yeah. getting gnarly. I finished training for my new gig at work. Uh, I got thrown right into a project the day after training. I've been in virtual video conference meetings just like this for eight hours a day since last Wednesday. 
eight hours a day sitting here, sit like staring at other people's faces like this and trying to keep like a straight face and coming off. But then, so then when the, the, when the training stopped on Monday, on Tuesday, I got thrown into a project and I sat in a room with just me and two other guys. So it was me and this guy, Nate and this guy, Jeff all day sitting there, hashing shit out, creating this project. It's crazy how much time I've spent in video comp. Like, my job has a lot to do with that. And, like, I do a lot of YouTubing, but I don't usually spend eight hours a day. And so I was talking to my brother before, and I'm like, yo, I haven't been outside in days, but I feel like I've been so social. I haven't stopped talking. I haven't stopped looking at people. Like, like I've had a smile on my face the whole time. I got to fake it. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) it's it's been interesting. It's been an interesting week. And then after work today, I helped run. I don't know if you saw what I tweeted before or not tweeted, Instagrammed and Facebooked before. I, I ran, probably not, you just get home and you're getting comfortable. I helped run something called Comic Jam for a little bit today where I was the producer of a comic book artist talent show, pretty much. So so I, I'm, I'm shocked at it. Bro, I got so much going on in my life. I don't even know where to start telling you stuff. <laughs> like, what's going on? So, so my, buddy, activities? my buddy Nate, who runs the blog that I work for, is throwing something called Comic Jam in conjunction with Portland State University and Wacom Tablets. You know Wacom, right? We got sponsors and everything. Not only sponsors, they are like... Good ones. Like, Reputable. <laughs> No, but they're like, like, and, and uh, yeah, I guess you could call it sponsors, but they're like completely like they're partners, like not just sponsors, but partners. That is, um, and so, uh, I helped produce. So, Nate th- threw an event, uh, through StreamYard, Zoom, and then streamed through Twitch. So, there was three different areas. I was running the StreamYard, this lady Kristen was running the Zoom, and Dr. Pauly was running everything sending it out to twitch <clears throat> so um we had 20 or, or 15 participants mostly students from the college but anyone could really sign up and we, we set them up in teams so they all showed up into zoom while uh nate and and one of the executives from wacom were in Streamyard, and we had to put the two things together so just like me and you are in Streamyard right now you know how we would share a screen like i would share my screen to show you something else Right, uh, like uh, Chrome tab. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We were doing I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I was, what we were doing is we were sharing the Zoom screen. So just like you and I are on the left right now, Nate mm-hmm. and 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 uh, oh my God, Megan, we're on the left, and then the whole Zoom conference of students was on the right. And so the Zoom participants were talking to the Streamyard participants, and the Streamyard participants were telling. The kids what they were going to do they're like hey you're all going to create a comic it's going to be eight pages it's going to be due saturday blah, blah 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 so then we sent them out to discord they all chatted they all jumped into video chat and audio chat and 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 collaborated collaborated with their teams they all had to reach out to me to like change their discord channel names and stuff and then an hour later we jumped back into zoom and, and twitch and and Streamyard, and mark russell and teeny howard came in mark russell wrote a book called uh edgar Allan poe's snifter of something and uh he writes for ah- ahoy comics and teeny howard writes catwoman and excalibur you've heard of both of those comics so she's huge fucking <coughs> excuse me again so teeny howard shows up and did a um a a pitch meeting like all the kids got to pitch their ideas to, to her and she told gave them feedback 
And so I what I what I just messaged in Facebook before and, and Instagram before was <laughs> a week ago. I'm reading Excalibur. I'm like watching YouTube videos with Teeny Howard being interviewed and stuff. And today I was prepping her in the back end of a a, a, a stream yard to get in to a, a before her interview. And then I sent her up into her interview and I got to throw her name on screen. That was That's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> that is a cool day. Yeah, it was a cool day. I I I, I, may, I have exciting days. <laughs> I tried yeah. to at least. And my and my daughter came over and I got to make her chicken chicken nuggets and um yeah. <laughs> so just top to bottom, a good day. Top to bottom, right? I tried. I tried. So hey, uh, let's 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 uh, take a step back. So our first episode, it's it's off the air right now for for multiple reasons. Multiple reasons, many reasons actually. And so I want to talk a little bit about. What's happened since we recorded that? Did you see today the the uh, Noah Trevor Noah clip about Joe Rogan? No. Oh man, he really broke it down in a, such a way. The way he said it, so he was like, "Listen, listen, Joe, you claim you're not racist and that you're trying to be entertaining by making this joke, but what I'm saying is you were being racist by making that joke, <laughs> and I'm going to prove it by showing your own clip." And he makes the joke, and then Joe Rogan takes a step back and goes, oh, my God, that was so racist. He literally said it. And so he's like, listen, I'm not telling you whether being being racist in the moment means you're racist forever. Not that you're, like, labeled as a racist. Doing racist things is, is not the same thing as being a racist. But where do we draw the line? Doing one racist thing, doing ten racist things, only doing casual racist things as opposed to like blatantly aggressive racist things and holy god this clip it really it it's been as far as like like watching the extremes of people's arguments about joe rogan i feel like this was one of the most mellow even keeled thoughtful although still calling him out ones that i've watched um, and so, so it's been interesting. It's been an interesting week. A lot has happened. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I definitely kind of, I think I hit my limit on it at a certain point. And I, I stepped away for a little while, but yeah. like I was watching videos again today with people. It's kind of amazing to me, honestly, that it's still like in the news. Right. I feel like, <laughs> well, I feel like there's a normal time frame for shit and like outrage can only last long. long. And <laughs> it's been like, Oh, it's been exactly a week. It's been a little bit more than a week more. Cause we, we recorded a week ago and we were talking about it before. It's been like two weeks. That, like two solid weeks. <laughs> that is like fucking 20 years in like the media span of attention that exists now. Like it's kind of crazy. It like is. really, is this still a thing this week? I thought we'd moved on, but well, I mean, uh, my speculation is that they're focusing on Joe Rogan and you know Kanye West and uh, you know all this stuff to take the attention away from going to war with you. <laughs> you know, like like we're about to go to war. We're literally about to. Oh, I'm I'm sharing the wrong one. Let me share share the, the 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 other screen here we're like uh we're about to go to war with ukraine or with russia over ukraine um yeah. and instead we're sitting here talking about 
uh, Joe Rogan and Kanye West and Snoop Dogg. I don't know if you saw what happened with Snoop Dogg today. I don't have a Snoop Dogg. Is he all right? So let's throw out the agenda. So we've been we've been going for about 16 minutes. It's good getting to catch up on our days. Today's agenda is that we're going to talk about Korn's new album. <laughs> we're going to talk about Pete Davidson's funny video that I watched this morning. Snoop Dogg's newest controversy where he's being called out for uh, sexual assault. Kanye West's beef with Billie Eilish. And, uh, you know, and then we'll just talk about whatever the fuck fits in the middle of that. Because the fact that we're... We are even, even those things that I don't want to talk about, it's like uh, all propaganda silliness when we're about to go to war. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, uh, you know, Russia is built up uh, uh, right against the Ukraine's border. Uh, the U.S. just threatened to cut off some pipeline that goes directly from Russia to Germany. Germany said, you don't even have the right to do that really what are you talking about and russia and america said we'll figure out a way <laughs> and uh and so uh it's getting real nasty out there um and who cares why would we want to talk about that kind of garbage let's talk about fun stuff so uh have you i haven't listened to the new corn album but i know that was what was like top of your mind have, like as you've been like rage uh, commuting to your job. Have you been listening to Corn? <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. And I got to tell you, man, it's so good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Like, I think it's the best thing they've put out since Head rejoined the band. Okay. Like, which is like 10 years now, probably. Some some amount of time. Um, But it, like... So it definitely took a couple listens to get into and like the EQ and your speakers has to be good. Cause otherwise the low end, like just kind of blows everything out. But if it's like in like a decent audio quality area, all of a sudden you hear all like the stuff that's going on in the background and just like, they're so tight the way they play. And Jonathan sings like, many different layers and is doing all these harmonies again like he did on the uh, untouchables album okay and like the whole thing just kind of like the whole thing just kind of like grooves and bounces like it's very like choppy the whole thing and it goes from being like real melodic to like real ugly like instantly it's just it's fucking cool it's really wow. good it's just like really good music like let's listen to the beginning of the album real quick hell yeah Say that again. 
he does that a lot with like the heavy part and the light part going back and forth. It's a pretty cool touch. Right. So I never know whether to like, so I don't, I haven't listened to corn since high school. Like I, I, once every five years, whenever, like every third album or so over that time frame, I'll, I'll pull up that album that becomes new and I'll listen to it once. And mm. I've just never been called back in. And, and, and so I, here's the reason, and it's a weird reason, because I never know whether to respect or not respect a band because of this. I feel like they never changed. They never grew. Like, they literally sound exactly the same. And that's just based on a minute of having listened right now and, and like, a couple, an album or two, not having delved deeply into it. They, I feel like they got a little bit like dubstepy for a little bit more dubstepy, <laughs> but then like really like, and so that's a good. So that's where I'm I'm dividing. It's a good thing because a lot of people complain. They're like, this band changed too much. They changed too. So you want a band to stay the same. Me personally, I kind of like the growth. And so what what are your what do you feel like they have grown? Or do you feel like I'm wrong with that? Like, I do, and I feel like I understand why you would think that way. It's because it's it's a progression you have to have followed because like they do still play the hits, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also they make all these like out there big wall of sound songs that have like all these layers and all these effects and all the shit. And for a minute I wasn't impressed by it, but then I saw them do it all fucking live. Okay. And I realized that like they can actually like it's not a, you know it was just them and like i remember the moment i figured it out because dude cocked his head back hit the guitar and it made a sound that sounded like a vocal choir and like it was a sound that i had heard on the song and i was like oh they're using synth players now and i saw him do that and i went oh. like and they were fucking so they're just crazy but like <laughs> they're also cool because you can kind of like you can watch them like experimenting with an idea so like you'll see like one album where it's like the germination of that idea and then like the next album is like well let's see what happens if we go this way and then sometimes by that third album they they like hit the thing that they were looking for and it just crushes mm -hmm. and then sometimes it takes another album but then they'll again like they'll hit like we fucking got it and that album will be sick and then they'll kind of come back down again and, and it's all them like but also nobody else sounds like them so that's a hundred percent true that nobody else sounds like them and that's why they don't have to change their sound yeah, like they are doing a lot of things they're like subtle they're nuanced it's like artsy touches and like then you see them bringing all their influences in still it's just like subtle mm -hmm. and just like but it still is them because what they got ain't broke right i respect any band who who has been consistently creative for that long without letting any sort of naysayer like myself or like the general community bring them down like i feel like the deftones is another good example of that like oh, their, their later albums are fucking phenomenal they but are actually they really are but it took me a while as well to get into them because like for different reasons um but but they've been consistent mm -hmm. um and, and whether or not i grew out of them or, or grew out of that band or that style or not it doesn't 
take away from the fact that I respect that band, you know? And so I've always respected Korn. And that's why every once in a while, I'm like, oh, let me try it again. And I'm like, ah, just like, I, li- I really like Billie Eilish right now. Like I'm rocking out to Billie Eilish and it's a whole different style of music, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that. Korn and just I, found, I found between those two extremes too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have Billie's new album. I fucking love it. I yeah. have. No, I know. And I could be extreme too. Like there's a lot of heavy shit I like as well, but just corn is just, isn't it right now. You know what it is though? I can understand completely how as like a casual pop in type of person, you would like check in on them for a minute and go, eh, sounds the same and bounce back out. Like they're not, they're not really background music anymore. Yeah. They're kind of like, you really have to like sit with it and give it your attention as like a piece of art. And but then, no, so so here's the thing. I don't turn anything into background music. I am a vet. I listen to music, okay. bro. And so so that's not a well, thing for me. Then. So so because here's the other far extreme of that, or not far extreme, but the other example is every time Slipknot has released an album, their newest album being like four, five years ago or whatever, um, maybe 2017. Yeah. It was 2019. Yes, so I fucking love every time. Oh, like so, and so so because I do feel like Slipknot like to me at least it's more uh uh noticeable how they've evolved like the music is 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 considerably different um and and that's because they go on i'm sorry but but you think about it like this that's a band of nine guys versus a band of five guys so there's way more people throwing creative input in because even though like one dude's a dj like they can all fucking play like they all can like they're and also that's another band that nobody else sounds like mm-hmm. so that's just yeah. like, you're comparing two like two like singular planets like that are well, just no here's what i'm doing i'm not trying to compare two singular parent planets i'm trying to compare where i'm coming from this like oh, uh like because i think of it all nostal- nostalgically nostalgically or whatever because like to, to me all these bands are kind of bands i liked in high school like i feel I, i've had very a bunch of very different musical stylings over my life period and like i feel i never really latch on to one band like like i've never i've never been even when i think about what we're about to talk about today it's like you know a lot of people when we were in high school our parents listened to the music they knew when they were in high school (laughs) and so now we are older and like so so slipknot would be an example of a band that i like a lot for nine inch nails i loved and like they are actually in the same boat as corn to me nowadays. Like, like I, I, every time I listen to a new album, I listen to it once or twice. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and, and like, he got, real deep on that. he got real deep on that blip, blip, blop stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and he's a coworker of mine now, or he was for a while <laughs> when, when, you know, when beats got bought out. Right. Right. Yeah. Him, him and Dre suddenly got put into the Apple directory and we could like look them up and like email them if we wanted but we're told not to (laughs) not do not email dr dre so uh so yeah dude um i will definitely listen to this whole album i haven't yet and that wasn't the point of even this i didn't have to for this conversation this conversation has nothing to do with me having even listened to it (laughs) it's just about the album existing yeah, this. <laughs> at least listen to it. Yeah, I'm gonna quit Discord here so these freaking notifications stop. Um, I tried to turn them off, but there's just too many servers. Too many servers. Too I many. Gotta, gotta go through them all. There we go. Now it's coming through my AirPod. 
All right. <laughs> Always so much stuff going on. Uh, so uh, corn is what's good. This morning, I woke up to a very funny video. Okay. And um, uh, Michelle sent it to me, and I thought of you and my buddy Joe immediately. Uh, and so I thought I'd share it. They have no close friendships. And three and four report receiving all their emotional support from their wife or girlfriend, often the moment they come home from work. Hi, how are you? I miss you. Am I balding? Dude? Okay, cool. Hi, honey. Vin Diesel has a twin brother. Oh, honey. When I walk in the door, my husband sort of rockets information at me for 25 minutes straight. On a football team, there's 11 players, but with rugby, there's 15. And all the words come out fast and in the wrong order because he hasn't spoken to anyone else that time. <laughs> go out of the house and make a friend so you talk to other people about this stuff and not just me. That's insane. Where would I even go? Finally, there's a place with Man Park. It's like a dog park, but for guys in relationships, so they can make friends and have an outlet besides their girlfriends and wives. <laughs> Rise and grind. Rise and grind. <laughs> Rise and grind, brother. Look, they're networking. Oh, they're doing so good. Which one's yours? He's a little shy. Aww. Hey, who's like, hi? It's not their fault masculinity is so hard. Marble? Marble. 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 It's not their fault masculinity makes friendship so hard or whatever that, that sentence is that was just used. I thought this was so funny. I woke up laughing so hard because I talk like a motherfucker and like to what we're doing right now, we are two males having like at, at in in depth conversations. But this is such a true thing in general. Like when when uh, there's like a funny uh, Family Guy clip where it's like uh, the guy getting married. He's like, "Bye, mom. Bye, family. Bye, money. Bye, uh, privacy. Bye, being able to be honest about how many beers I drank. Bye." <laughs> and and so. Uh, um, I think it's cool. Like me and Joe sit here texting all day long. Uh, me and my brother talk on the phone for an hour and say, I love you at the end. We're like, yo, love you, brother. Love you. Love you. We're not brother. Love you. But me and you sit here and talk for an hour doing these podcasts. And it is, it is a unique thing. Uh, it is kind of a thing where like, it's not, uh, you know, the commonplace where men are like discussing things at length and like breaking them down. So what are your thoughts? Do you think that's funny? Uh, like, what, does that hit you in any way? <laughs> I mean, I guess a little. I don't know. It was, it was Saturday Night Livey, right? Yeah. It was. It was cringy. It was cringy and sexist in one way. <laughs> you know, I like. I feel like I understand the point that they're getting at, but uh, maybe it's because I'm a sharer. So, like, I don't know. Well, there you go. You have never lived that life, then. People are just like probably. I probably overshare. People are probably like, I wish you would not say these things to us. Um, but I like can't stop it. You know, it's not it's not like a thing I do on purpose. It's like breathing. I just like here's everything that's going on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's that's why this podcast is gonna succeed because we will just continue to rant on. Um, I have been in a lifestyle like this when I lived in Austin, where like I didn't have a lot of friends, and so I kind of feel what this joke means. Uh, and so like like like. <laughs> Uh, and I kind of grasp where the female perspective is coming from. Like they're almost making, have you, you remember the first season of Parks and Rec? 
not really. They're making I fun of the. What was that? I couldn't get into that show, man. Well, they're making fun of the Chris Pratt type character, where it's like the the like dude who's hanging out at home playing video games, uh, and and the girl may happen to be working and providing. And unfortunately, this is a real thing, <laughs> uh, uh, or just the type of guy who just doesn't happen to have friends because he feels like he has to give all his time to his female companion. And so I thought it was hilarious. I thought we would talk about it for a second, but if you don't have many thoughts on it, we can definitely move on. <laughs> I definitely don't have that many thoughts on it, man. It yeah, it, like it, I'm. I guess I just don't even, you know. Yeah. Like, well, I, yeah. the reason the reason I thought about you and Joe, I'm saying, is because we talk often. When I when I said I thought about you guys at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is so silly. I have so many uh, you know, dudes that I talk to, and and you guys occurred to me. So, uh, yeah. Pete, oh, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, you got that. Pete Davidson is a good uh, trans trans uh, transaction, or uh, what would you say? Transition. Segway, transition. transition. <laughs> we have two different things we can talk about next. And then anything else we want to bring up. Um, I think we'll start with Snoop instead of Kanye, though, because I think this one's more like uh, I think we might have a little bit more feeling about this. <laughs> Lay it on me. Right. I was uh, I'm a little shocked and it's going to be difficult to talk about like. Uh, fair and balanced or whatever. But a woman claimed Snoop Dogg forced oral sex on her back in 2013. Um, the, the full story, as I read in, in, in an article, was that uh, she had s slept over. Um, here we go. The lawsuit says the plaintiff was exhausted and fell asleep at some dude named Bishop's home. She says she woke up at 4 a.m. the next morning and Bishop had removed his penis from his pants and forced his penis into the plaintiff's face. Um, she says... Bishop discriminated against and harassed. She then says Bishop gave her address and told her to put it on so they could go to Snoop's studio, saying, I want to see if he would make you a weather girl, whatever that means. So then it goes on to say that when she got to the studio, um, Snoop uh, forced her oral sex on her. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> like this whole story is intense. And you never want to take a survivor's story and downplay it. But why would you be at someone's house, have him sexually assault you, and then just get dressed and go to a studio with him? Just fucking leave. If you were just sexually assaulted, why did you go to a studio afterwards? To hang I get it. You're going to go hang out with Snoop Dogg. No, nah, dude. So they nah. guess what? you just got sexually assaulted. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> they're most likely in such a state of disbelief that that just happened that they're just fucking in lockdown and going with it there we like, go there or, we go it could be or like they just don't even know how the fuck to react right and i don't mean to like i said we're not here to demean anyone and we're not here to dismiss anyone's stories my passionate response isn't in, in any way saying fuck this person it's just saying i don't understand it um and so and why he would do something like that, but it's also not hard to believe. It's also not hard to believe. Exactly. Whenever you hear any, you're like, oh, well, like anything about Marilyn Manson or like about his story, about, about, about Snoop Dogg, where it's like, oh, well, he raps about being a grimy asshole. But at the same time, I, I honestly don't know how much I believe about this. Like, because so Snoop says it's bullshit. He came out and said, this is a gold digger trying to get money right before my appearance at the Super Bowl. And also I, entirely possible. Like with all the Me Too shit that's been, I, I just, I, I lit Snoop 
dog. Like, come on. Like, as much as he's a used to be a G, a gangster rapper, he's like, and I guess this isn't a good example because Martha Stewart went to jail for embezzlement or whatever, but he's like Martha Stewart. Like, he's like, he's like, you know, pillows and blankets and, and like cotton and, and like, you know, the American dream now. Like, he's not like a gangster rapper and I kind yeah. of think he's going to like ruin his, his like, I mean, I guess all of these rich people wouldn't, wouldn't want to ruin their lifestyle and reputation for doing something so stupid. And but yet there they go. And yet here they go. This one's just rough on me. <laughs> man, I mean, look, he's a touring musician. They, those people get wild and they stay wild. And every now and then they act right for a little while, but then they just keep on doing what they're doing. And sometimes they don't do anything below board and sometimes they do. And who the fuck could possibly dig through because they got money? Maybe it's made up. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's both. It's just like it's such a gnarly rabbit hole and it's twisted and it's dirty and like there's no like you can't make sense of any of it. You just gotta, I don't know. Hope. Hope it's not true because that's the least harmful of outcomes. But and, and here's the thing. I'm certain the story is true. I'm certain that this this plaintiff story is true. As a matter of fact, they were in. um deliberation or whatever it's called they were trying to come out with some sort of agreement with snoop and it ended february 9th and then snoop posted something to instagram february 9th saying watch out for those gold diggers keep your circle small so there was some sort of agreement something happened and and again snoop says it's a gold digger trying to play me she says i got sexually abused it's somewhere in the middle well or maybe maybe she's right or maybe he's right and, and so i don't know I just, this is one of the, this is just one of the crazier stories I've seen pop up recently as far as, uh, you know, abuse stories. And a lot of people who have been brought up on charges like this in recent times have gone like into hiding. They don't come out immediately and say, no, fuck this shit. Snoop came out and said, no. And so that, again, that's one of the things that wants, because you, you always because you can't you can't always just jump on the bandwagon either. You got to hear both stories. And if he comes out saying, "I need to say my story," let's let him hear his story too. Absolutely, and ideally, that's how everything gets found out, right? I just if, if they stay silent, that's almost an admission of guilt. Almost, you know, yeah. When but these so stories come out and someone's just totally quiet, you're like, "Oh, they definitely did it then." Yeah, when these stories hiding. come out and someone's adamant they're like fuck this shit we gotta hear them out and but snoop's also savvy enough to know that yeah yeah like you know gosh this is like this is like trying to figure out the plot of an m night Shyamalan movie yeah. it's like where does the twist go yeah. <laughs> uh, it's more like it's more like a christopher nolan flick it's more like yeah. watching, <laughs> like what the fuck is happening right now is that and like it's like a mental game of chess like well they could be doing this. Well, they could be doing this. Well, this like, and that's why it's such a fucking nightmare to try and get any kind of sense and headway. Cause it always is so murky and they never side on the girl. They always just let dudes walk. So people are pissed and it's getting crazy. Rightfully so as it should be. Um, I hope this all gets cleared up. And whoever it cleared up in the correct way, I don't mean cleared up like covered up. I hope this all gets uh, revealed 
is the right word and we find out exactly what happened and justice is brought brought into place and such um so that is that about snoop i figure uh today's our music episode we're just gonna cover you know whatever i guess first. <laughs> and and uh so the last story i wanted to talk about i just literally pulled up twitter and i was like oh well what's trending figured i'd come up with some some uh things and kanye is fighting with billy eilish um like i i like didn't know i could lose more respect for this man like <laughs> but so, so Kanye West threatens to pull out of Coachella unless Billie Eilish apologizes for diss to Travis Scott. I don't even know what the diss was. I literally don't even care. Like, like I'm so like, uh, Kanye West is threatening. Blah 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 blah. Let's see what the the diss was. So, so you're just disgusted that I'm even talking about this. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess it's over the Astro World stuff. Whatever you know, Astro World where Travis Scott caused a stampede and people died. Uh. You don't I know this to, happened? No, I gotta be honest with you, man. I stay real disconnected. <laughs> I hear that. That's like an impressive thing. So in Houston, a couple months ago, there was a stampede during a, a concert, and Travis Scott just kind of like egged it on. Like he was like, "Fuck, you know, fuck security," and like twenty people died. It was like it was crazy. Kids, no, I feel like I definitely heard about this. Like the youngest one was like nine or ten, like ten something, real young. Um. So whatever's whatever. I don't know what Billie Eilish said about it. We don't even have to get into the nitty I feel like we could guess. We could guess. She probably said guess. Travis Scott's fucked up for doing fucked up shit. And yeah. We, and Kanye <laughs> comes through like, you know what? I'm the arbiter of uh, justice and forgiveness within the world because I am God. And I need for you to apologize before I perform at Coachella because I'm the one who decides what's right and wrong. Huh. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, literally, Would you like to hear my favorite Kanye Coachella story. Yes. <laughs> so one year he was supposed to follow Pearl Jam, and he was making a huge fuss about exactly, specifically what time he was to go on because the fucking light show or whatever. Uh -huh. And I need to go on it, you know, this fucking time. And so. He made such a stink and a fuss that Pearl Jam played for five hours. That's sick. <laughs> just completely screw his time up. They were just like, we're just going to keep going, bro. <laughs> he claims to be the greatest rock star of all time, which is – so let me get this out there. I love Kanye West's music. I love everything up until 808s, maybe even up until my dark, dark twisted – fantasy or whatever um everything else that's weird i never cared enough to like disrespect him for like the taylor swift stuff because that seemed trivial to me um all the crazy yeezus stuff where he just like started like ranting on stage supporting trump none of this mattered to me running for 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 president him going against billy eilish is literally the tipping point for me not only because I love Billie Eilish, <laughs> but because and also breaking up with Kim Kardashian, moving in next door to her and stalking her, threatening Pete Kardashian because they're dating, 
releasing videos online where he's stalking them during his kid's birthday party. All of this was entertaining to me. He's doing what now? Everything I just said. <laughs> he's doing a lot of things. But like, here's the thing I don't like about this. So, so he released a video the other day where he was like, Kim is having a birthday party with my kids and I'm not invited. I need to know where my kid's birthday party is. And I'm going to beat up Pete Davidson, the SNL star that we just watched a video of when I get there because she's, he's dating Kim. This is all personal. This is all personal agendas. I can almost appreciate it. I'm like, yeah, get personal because it's all just silly. I bet Kris Jenner is orchestrating it. Like, she, this is amazing. But this thing with Billie Eilish, like I said, the thing I hate about it is the arbiter of justice. It's, it's him saying... It's, I hate when anyone gives an ultimatum. Like, I'm not going to perform unless... It's, it's silencing someone. It's canceling someone. It's, it's the same thing they're doing to Joe Rogan. I'm going to remove my music unless you remove Joe Rogan. And that's what Kanye West is doing. I won't play unless you remove Billie Eilish or she apologizes. That's a way of cancel culture. It's the same thing as silencing someone. And it's, it's like a, a pathetic way of trying to get your point across and i've lost respect for him because of this after everything else he's done this is oh. it <laughs> i mean all of that totally valid right everything you said beautifully said for me you told me that news and in my head i saw a grown man attacking what is she like 19 if that <laughs> a 19 year old child and i was done listening from there I could not care less. I'm fucking done with I like I was never on. I don't give a shit about his music. He can get fucked the short end off a long pier, whatever. But like you're the end. little girls. <laughs> well, fucking yeah. you. Little girls, right? So so I felt like today it should be lighthearted. We had <laughs> <laughs> we had spoke throughout the week and I was like, man. Like you were stressed about some things, and I was like, I was like, we should talk about yeah, some. It's real getting put to me this week. What was that? It's getting put to me good this week. Yeah, and so we were like, oh, let's like be real this week, you know, because people want to hear real talk, and they should hear real talk. And as it comes up, we're gonna like have those real talks. But I felt like this, and that, you know, trust me, I really don't give a fuck about Kanye West. <laughs> like I really don't give a fuck about anything we talked about today. Really, like I would rather talk about the Ukraine. I would rather talk about Taiwan. <laughs> Um, I'd rather talk about whatever, but I think that this is—I think that this is going to be funny to cut up. I think this is going to be really funny to cut up, and that's going to be really funny for us to throw on Facebook and stuff. Like, listen to Frank talk about Frank and Frank talk about Kanye West and Astro World. People are going to click on that shit, <laughs> and then next week they'll click on listen to Frank talk about hating traffic and other Frank talk about Ukraine being bombed. Mm, yes. yes, and real. <laughs> uh, Let's aim for, I don't know, do we want to aim for having a, a guest next week? I think we might want to. Now I feel, I think we're getting comfortable with the, the, the combo pacing, you know? What do you think? Yeah. I feel like maybe one more. Well, okay. We could go a whole month. If we're going to go three, I said we go four. All right. Let's go four. Let's go yeah. four. It's a nice, even number. Uh -huh. Just get the, the, the logistics hammered in and, and what have you. And make sure the dots are teed and the J's are lowercase. Mm -hmm. 
and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah. And then we'll figure out figure out some guests. We'll figure out some guests, and then what we should also do is take these next two weeks to line up those guests for the next month. Yeah. yeah, right. So I didn't get I didn't get the first episode edited yet and re put back up, but I'll get that done so that episode's fully available again without the few clips that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You don't care that I'm talking about that, right? Like right now, because <laughs> we're not talking about the clips. Because I want to remove some clips as well. <laughs> yeah, remove some clips. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything, anything else you want to talk about before we close out? I feel like an hour is a good thing to aim for today. I think it's been a long day. I've had a very long day. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to take Nyquil and go to sleep, bro. I'm telling you, bro. I'm saying I was gonna recommend that we went to tomorrow because I felt like I would have been more like amped. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to change anything. I feel like you have to keep a routine, and if you slightly change it the second time, you're like, "Oh, we could change it all the time." Yeah, then it's, so, then we'll just keep pushing it because once we push it, we just keep pushing it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let's do it Saturday next week. Oh no, no, yeah, shit. Saturday's not good for me either. What about next Tuesday? Mm-hmm. No, just fucking Thursday. We do it, and if I'm sick, I'm sick. And if like you're not good, you're not good. And like, what the fuck? Ever. Well, so here's the thing I, that I like is I like canceling rather than delaying. Like what I did yesterday, I was I, every Wednesday I host a watch along in Discord, but I went to Top Golf yesterday, so I canceled it. And I thought about saying let's do it Thursday, but I was like, no, you just fucking cancel it. So if we have to, we cancel it on we a Thursday. And then, just, we just, and then we just don't have it that week because then it builds up and we're like, oh, we have to do it that. And then we really feel fucking burdened to do it the following week. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. No rescheduling. Just if, if something happens, we cancel. Yeah. Life is life. Shit, shit happens. Yeah, and then next Thursday, it's just like we don't have to reconfirm anything. We just know. No, it's Thursday. <laughs> no, it's Thursday. And it's not something like on Tuesday. We're still good for Thursday, right? Like, no, no, we're good. Dude, this is in my head now, especially after two in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday at, at you know tentatively when when do we start today? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's do some sort of outro. What's our outro? <laughs> uh, uh, um, not can we be frank with you? We've already been frank with you. Well, um, that's been that's been all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being frank with us. Frank's for sticking around. Frank's Frank for sticking around this whole time. <laughs> Someone said that Steve suggested that, right? Might have been the, Steve. Probably someone Steve. Someone suggested it on Facebook. Fra- Fra- Frank's. Someone said Frank's a lot. Or Frank, someone they're using it like thanks. I forget who it was. Yeah, Steve and Sean were both throwing. Oh, Sean was the one who said it. I think. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh. Follow us on Spotify and YouTube. Um, follow Frank at brushandbladeart.com and follow me, Frank, at monsterfam.com. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>